everybody, welcome to the first episode of Pitch Gary V, uh, a new series that kind of came out of the birth of all the hip hop video and meetings we've had. But now what I realize is I'm taking a lot of meetings, well not a lot these days, but I did forever and I kind of want to get back into it, where startups are pitching me. I figured, you know what, why don't we film these things? Why don't we film these things for two reasons. One, so many of you are trying to figure out how to pitch to good VCs and angel investors and I had that kind of career so I'm gonna ask those kind of questions. Number two, very honestly, for the startups that are able to get through the Phil Toronto filter, who is the Mike Boyd of this series, Phil, my right hand for the last decade, admin all the way to the, my right hand in investing, for the people that are able to get through his filter, that you know, you'll see in this episode how many meetings a year he's taking, uh, it's great exposure. Maybe I won't invest, but maybe you will. And so I'm really excited to put people on, whether they're hip hop artists, whether they're startups, and I'm also really excited to put many people on that are trying to learn how to pitch and have the cadence and I just have a funny feeling this is the beginning of a very exciting series in my content life. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be Hi. Hello. Hello. Rachel. Rachel. Nice to meet so you. Nice to meet you. Neha. What a nice to meet you. How are you guys? Good. How are you? Sit. Thank you. How are things? Things, things are, are splendid. Splendid. Splendid insane, is good. Scary. Terrifying. Oh, the thrilling. Things. Also, I forgot my notebook, <laughs> and so I brought <laughs> it home, and I was like, this "So, like, this? I literally <laughs> look like I have never written a note in my life." Good news. Like, so yeah, that's, no surprise. That's my notebook. <laughs> it's like I, on the other end, have one page left. So, yeah. so what's cooking, Phil? <laughs> so, Rachel and Neha started a company called Globar. We have never filmed a pitch start to finish before. <laughs> we haven't. And I felt that they would be the great first candidates because I love their passion, I love their story, and I love the concept. Uh, so I wanted to get them in front of you. That's a glowing review. Phil sees a lot of shit. I know, we felt really lucky. We remember in our when we first met with you, when you were like, guys, like, real, like, you did really well just now. And Neha and I, like, acted cool, I think, at the time. But when we <laughs> left this fucking office, we were like, yeah, this is amazing. Like, that we was like, awesome. we took it to the lobby. Yeah. I know, I was like, How many pitches like, do you think you've seen in the last year for context? Uh, probably, I, probably between a thousand and thirteen hundred. Oh my gosh. Wow. Well, that makes us feel really hashtag yeah. blessed. Thank right. you. No pressure. Um, no Tell me about yourselves. Yeah. Where are you from? Um, I'm from Boston. Outside. Are of you a Boston Patriots fan? Am I what? A Patriots fan? I don't know what sports are really. I'm that was honest. good. That was good. Yeah. No. I'm from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Very good. Yeah. Good. The good life. Um, we can oh. tell you like more about ourselves if that would be helpful. Yeah, I'm sure. I give a shit about that. Yeah, we do too. We're real people. People. Um, I've been in beauty for ten years. I started at Birchbox. Thank I love you for it. your investment. Yes. Uh, Katya and Taylor are close <laughs> friends of ours. Um, I love it. Katya is an investor in Globar, um, and I was there for four years. Led our partnerships team, so really like pitching brands. On Did we meet in that one meeting I came in when I was in that conference room with Jab Jab Hook? Uh, it's yeah. so funny. You walk in, I'm like, God, this fucking face. Yeah. I definitely wow. feel like, so yeah. can I Good tell memory. you like, a weird thing? I was thinking of bringing the book to get you to sign it, but then I was like, Rachel, don't be thirsty. Like, <laughs> don't embarrass Neha and bring a fucking book and be it like, can so you sign this? It was so funny. When you walked in, I'm like, God, I really yeah. feel like we've, like I really, that's super cool. I remember that meeting very well. Yeah, and that was a really cool thing we did. We had every month like a yep. 
an entrepreneur come and like talk to us and like teach us what worked for them, what didn't, like any advice. And I remember it was like our best like team building thing that they ever did. Um, so I was there for four years, left, I learned like the startup space and like the venture back space, but really wanted to learn how like I found it, like a, a sole proprietor owned a business yep. and ran a business and how it was like all operated. So I went to Beauty Blender, the world's number one makeup sponge, um, and worked there for the past three and a half years um, and really realized I wanted to do my own thing. Um, and then uh, Neha and I found one another. I, we manifested one another. Yep. Um, and she can tell you a bit about <laughs> herself. Um, so I previously was a management consultant at Bain & Company. Um, spent a lot of time in their consumer and retail practices and got really obsessed with thinking about the consumer. Um, when you're a management consultant, I wasn't really able to kind of get into that side of the business. So then I externed for uh, Henry Davis, the CEO of Glossier. Um, ahead of their Series C. So just thinking about like different strategic initiatives that they were had top of mind at the time. Um, and really understanding how a company that focuses on consumer is actually doing that operationally and like what they're Always. putting in place, um, which was really, really cool insight to get. Um, coming out of that, I was like, okay, I kind of want to, I want to do, I want to try this. I want to put this to practice. Um, sent that to a colleague. Rachel had also sent that to a colleague and the colleague was like, you two should meet. No way. Yeah. Yeah. And we're like, <laughs> I mean, you hit Do you have like a statue of this person in the office? Uh, her name is Alyssa. Alyssa. Shout out to Alyssa. <laughs> She's an amazing marketer actually and she like just saw like I think that we were completely different people but could like come together and really build something amazing. Yeah, you guys so, are going to have to have like, like we have to make a shrine for her. I know. <laughs> I know we're working on it. We yeah. actually should do more for her. I know. We yeah. like thanked her and we like sent <laughs> the her The best way to thank her is to like, like Easter eggs within your business. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're really So excited. what's the business? You want to go? You want sure. me to go? I can. We never um, know like who. <laughs> go ahead. So, at the end of the day, what we're really trying to do is help people take better care of their skin, um, and we want to do that a in person and also b online. Um, so, as we think about it in person, it's really being an expert for her and providing skincare treatments because we think she needs to be seeing someone professional at least once a month to take better care of her skin to really make her at home routine work and be more effective. And what are most women doing now? Yeah, so most women are taking care of their skin at home yep. and trial and error. It's a yep. complete shit show, Gary. Yeah. Like everyone's buying stuff at Sephora. They're looking at on YouTube for like tutorials of how to do a mask or how to use a product. And then they're going to their dermatologist once a year or twice a year, which once or twice a year. Once yeah. or twice a year. And what's a facial? A facial I'm being serious. Is an yeah. hour yeah, I, was I mean I know what it is, you. but like <laughs> but like what is it in the practice of this? Yeah, so a facial is about an hour and a half appointment as it stands today, and it's about 12 steps. Yeah. They wash your face ad nauseum, they massage they your have shoulders. That, they have that, I've done two. They do the like foggy, steamy yeah, thing. Steam. Yeah, steamy. You, where you're like sweating down your neck and you're right. just like, like And it's like down your ears and yeah. they leave no, like you. And they're like, right. see you in 10 minutes. And then they come back and it takes forever. And so the consumer opts out. They're not taking care of their skin because it takes too long, it's expensive, it's $150 on average, and they don't know who to trust. And so, those and so are, is that what you're disrupting? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So basically, Faster, better priced, more contemporary? Yeah. Yep, effective. 30 minute treatment only. Only? Yep. Max $70. or min too? 30. 30. Next. Period. One offering. How many places do this? How many do you have locations do you have? We're opening our first in Q2. Awesome. Good for you. Thanks. Where? Tribeca. Good. Yep. Okay. We're excited. Um, but 30 minutes only? 30 minutes only. And what have you been doing so far? Like visiting people? So we, we are just getting started and so yeah, what no we've worries. been doing is figuring out what happens in those 30 minutes. 
So we've been testing all of the protocols we want to do, how we want to do them, and also how we want to talk. Like, to has this been like on friends and family, or like people just coming over, like you're doing them? Yeah. So we actually have a partnership with an aesthetic school um, outside of Boston that That's actually cool. my grandmother started. So, That's great. Yeah, yeah. So it's a legacy. It's really like if you ask me why I'm doing this, like not only am I hungry and just like fucking want my own business, but yeah. like really like my grandmother pioneered skincare, and I really want to modernize it. And, is, and your grandmother uh, pioneering skincare, like super documented, like in like Google searches, like you, yeah. like is that like, We're is she alive? We're the first accredited aesthetic school in the country. Is she alive? Yeah, she is. That's amazing. Yeah, she's really, <laughs> she doesn't, she has dementia, so she doesn't really know what's going on. But my grandma like, does too. Yeah, and it's like, but sometimes when my mom will be like, Rachel's opening a salon, because it's like the best way to just yeah. like get it to her brain, she'll yeah. be like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I think she gets it. Yay! Yeah. And then other days she's like, mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, it's not like, working. Who is this woman? Get her right. out of my yeah. Exactly. Um, but so we have a partnership with our aesthetic school. Um, and that's where we really consider that to be like our R&D like, department. Yeah. And we go there and we've not only had like focus groups with the estheticians there, but also done all of our protocols and tested there three times now. So yep. um, we have like proof of our protocols. Keep going. Yeah, so we're... What's happening online? So in terms of online, there's... Obviously, consumers are really looking at their phones a lot and on their computers a lot. And so when we think about educating her more in the space and telling her about what treatment did you just receive? Why did you receive that? What should you do at home? What should you not do at home? We want to have those communications online. And so we're starting with follow-up emails right after that, like, kind of tell her everything that happened during that treatment. Um, and we're able to do that because we're putting tech in place in our studios that is going to be recording all of this data that's happening during the treatment and then communicating that back to her. Understood. And why that's really important to the process is that no one's doing that today. Can so I give you a huge piece of advice? Yeah. That's what we're here for. I really think that you need to deliver that content in multiple forms predicated on how she wants to consume it. Your ability mm-hmm. to transcribe that information into voice yep or even long-term eventually transcribe it visually mm-hmm. is something you should give a lot of thought to. The amount of companies that have failed uh, or have struggled to get the traction they wanted because they've predicated on a singular form of written communication yeah. that doesn't map mm-hmm. to her life. Yeah. Like I would never yeah. read that email. Right. I don't read emails of clients giving me $3 million. Yeah. So yeah. I have like full-time, ad, like, like, so I think for not a big investment, a disproportionate leverage point for you could be that subtle form of communication. Like before you start even going down the path, it's pattern recognition. It, it's you know I know where you're what, what you're about to say. You're gonna you're you're gonna have to bridge to that. Yeah. You're yeah. probably you're probably not gonna raise the kind of capital that's gonna allow you to have six seven full time like you know. Yeah. So, I do think. I do think that subtle communication in the beginning is a much, much bigger deal than people realize. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not being done at all today. So I think that the consumer, like the loop with the consumer, like if we get her into our space, give her an amazing experience, and then connect with her after and get her back in, that's where we're really going to retain her and get that lifetime value. And no one's doing that today. It's like the conversation starts in the salon and then it stops because they don't do any follow-up. Also to a very small group of individuals, mm-hmm. right? Right. Yeah. Like if it's an hour and a half, and like right. it's expensive. You're talking yeah. about high net worth women, right? Um, exactly. You know, this is not. You know, I don't know how many hundred fifty dollar facials, thousand. You know, facials are happening in places that are more middle class, or right. you know. Yeah. 
So we're definitely targeting, we're targeting the 30 to 45 year old woman also, which is like a big white space in beauty. People are all talking to the millennial. Agreed. And we really. That's why I bought Pure Wow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Uh, nobody agrees more than me. And by the way, that's the only um, email subscription that I still subscribe to as a 33 year old woman. Anyway, I love Pure Wow. And former neighbor of Ryan Hardwood. I love it. Yeah. That's wonderful. probably why you're still on Pure Wow. <laughs> yeah, subconscious Not bias. Not because of Lovar, but because of uh, um, your wow. Okay. Um, so yeah, we're targeting that like 30 to 45 year old woman. Um, and we really believe like we're going to be finding her on Instagram and on Facebook, obviously. But even more importantly, we really believe in earned media. And I think that's important to say because our experience is our marketing. We don't have a marketing budget of like a million dollars to start. We're sure. raising only a million dollars. Yes. Um, right. And so we really need to make sure like that puts the onus on Neha and I to build like a kick-ass experience for her so that she comes in, loves it, and then talks about it. That and like that's how we're going to win yeah. is like organic growth at the beginning um, and grassroots and some other exciting initiatives that we have planned that we think are pretty scrappy and fun. Clever. Um, and clever, yes. That's one of our <laughs> brand tenants. Um, but uh, eventually we'll get into like some paid stuff. So, so it's literally physical. You're like, it, you, the digital part, it, you do think like there's a, like do you think there's a, re, there's a revenue stream on the digital side or is it a retention thing? So to start, it'll be primarily retention. Yep. So that physical experience, that sure. brick and mortar is like really our channel when yes. we start. Over time, five years from now, when the landscape really starts changing is when the digital landscape becomes more of a revenue stream. And we think of how do you actually make her a digital member? And how do you engage the girl who's in a And when you say the landscape changes over five years, you think the technology advances that allow the tele work to be really meaningful because just the clarity of like being able to analyze the skin through a mobile device or the landscape of your business just growing to a scale where that could become meaningful? Yeah, I think it's a blend of the two. So I think in right now the habit doesn't even exist for her to come once a month. And so to form that habit, we need those physical spaces. But as that habit is formed and as people become more comfortable with talking to estheticians, they don't really need that physical Isn't, you know, one thing I love about you guys is how little money you're taking. Like, because that's my dream, but one thing that does everyone run through. Everyone tells us to take more. Of course, because everyone's not smart. Um, I, everyone just cares about banking. It's insane. Yeah. It's, everybody cares about, like, everybody says that because the economy has been flourishing for a decade and there's so much money in the system. Yeah. You know we've had more investors pass because we aren't accepting enough money than giving us money. It's a wild experience. It's great. You're like, it's, you're it's, accepting too small way, of a job. By the way, it's also a very clever way that VCs like to say pass in Yeah, that's right, right. It's like, oh, you're too early. It's like, well, so is the but, other company but, investing. But, <laughs> but what, you'll, what I will say is you have a capital intensive business mm-hmm. if you're gonna go physical location rollout, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Tribeca rent isn't cheap. It's so, not, but. Yeah. The, yeah, so there's there's twofold to that. One is um, we've really adjusted our real estate strategy for that. So rather than building the big flagships, we actually asked ourselves, well, how small can we make this without compromising that the That makes experience? sense. Yeah. And so what we've done is lowered our build-out costs and rents relative to others in the space. Beyond that, the payback period is actually pretty quick for this kind of business, especially because the margins are pretty good. And so it actually gives us a bit of runway. So if mm-hmm. I put down 200K to build out a space, Within six to eight months, we've made that back. Right. And so that kind of helps 
our initial investment into going into this brick and mortar. Listen, I respect that. I mean, like I, I built an e-commerce wine business on top of a brick and mortar store, which yeah. allowed me to do it, right? right so right. I understand that. So you feel like you've been able to not compromise experience, you know, because how much are you gonna do it for? How much is the price point? You uh, said 70. 70, and so you're saying pretty hardcore facials in the city are a buck fifty floor for an hour and a half? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes. I mean, or, or average, it's I don't average. have to say floor. Yeah. Um, so do you believe that, one thing that runs through my mind, do you believe that if, if the woman is thinking, okay, I'm paying a buck fifty, a buck twenty, a buck seventy for an hour and a half, that's seventy for thirty. Do you think some people are basic and are just thinking, shit, it's actually amortized out to two ten? Is is your big comms cha- challenge going to be that you're going to get the results you need? And so we're not because you just made me common gal, and I'll just or I'll say common yeah. gal, mm-hmm. but just human. Yeah. Human. Oh, you're premium. Yeah. Because you're two ten. Right. Yeah. I think one thing that you'll have a real challenge of is, is, and it's a good challenge, but back to like your clever marketing yeah. stunts, yeah. I highly recommend that for the $4 you do have allocated for comms and things of that nature, <laughs> we that talk about that. you better. Yeah. Because so you're gonna, part you, of our you better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we have to talk about how although we have a lower price point and a lower amount of time, we've taken no, out all the fluff of the facial. I have such a big idea. Tell us, talk to us. I think time is the number one valuable thing on earth. Yeah. I think that you should do as much clever shit as possible in telling these women mm-hmm. what the average woman can do with an extra hour a day. Wait, I have a list of this. And I have, <laughs> I have a list of everything you can do in 30 minutes, crest white strips, an episode of Friends, and all that, and then what you can do if you save yourself an hour. You should, you should I would, lean, like, into the, I would lean into the hour. Yeah. Okay. The half an hour, okay. like this is just psychology consumed. By the way, you should do both, but my intuition is that the hour is, like if you do a whole campaign of wh- what would you do with an extra hour, yeah. and then basically just shit on the industry yeah. for wasting an hour, of right. like we're not women that have nothing to do. That's so smart, yeah. That's empowering, right. on trend, like fuck you establishment, we have yeah. shit to do. <laughs> do you think We're that makes us have a little bit of a negative connotation? Listen, I think that to your point, like this is one point of view and one tone of the execution. Yeah. My intuition and what my thesis is, is yeah. you do a bunch of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, like one of them could be like, you can do something nice for your mother-in-law. That sounds like you're wonderful. Right. One, <laughs> one, one could, listen, I do think it's always smart to be like, fuck the man. Like, you made us waste an hour. I yeah. do think it plays. Yeah. Especially if you're cheeky and not as serious to right. your point. Okay. I think that you should, you're always one comp interview one clever Instagram post away. I, I do think it's a very powerful pillar to play on. Okay. I believe in voice strictly on the time savings. I believe, I finally understood Uber when I understood they were selling time. Yeah. You know, yeah. like time. Yeah. Amazon's winning because of time. Yeah. yeah. Time. So, I just, just, a, just the sheer amount of like really deeply leaning into like, refl- like f- who's got an hour to waste? No right. one? Right, no yeah. one. Especially the demo that we're targeting. Correct. Yeah. We were actually just, we had someone ask us like, you guys are doing something that's very effective and you're doing it in an efficient way. You just have to ask yourselves, does a consumer value efficiency? And Rachel and I were like, Right, More because, than ever. because whoever said that to you went too cliche like, oh, women love to be pampered. Like, sure, 
three times a year when you have a fucking hour. Right. Thank you, on vacation. <laughs> you're like preaching. that's not why they're hiring you're preaching. Low bar. Yeah. You're, you're preaching. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. They're coming right? to us because they have a problem that they want solved and they need help. And that's not really And solved. what I think right. is better than blowing out your hair is that you're talking about something very macro. Right. Mm-hmm. So the thing I like about it is it's, it's, it's not more dentist than blowing out your hair, but it's definitely more in between than like, right? We were just talking about the dentist (laughs) earlier. We definitely consider ourselves in between. Yeah, I think you're in between. We're in between like a derm appointment and a traditional spa because we're solutions oriented, which is what the consumer wants to hear. And what do you think, how often do you think they should, like everyone's, every woman's skin is different. I get it. Monthly. Monthly. Once a month. Really what we talk about a lot is like, you don't go to the gym. Will you sell have you thought about selling yearly subscription then? We yeah, are. memberships, yeah. And you will. is in my core. I get it. <laughs> so, so you w- is there a better deal than 840 for the year? Mm-hmm. You'll, yeah. you'll have like 15%, 10 to 15%. It's like the industry norm. But. Yeah, and you'll get a percentage off um, retail product that we sell. And the difference between us and like others is that we're really partnering with professional brands, which ups our credibility. We're not partnering with those that you can find at Sephora, Blue Mercury, because we Salon want them to come Salon-only brand type stuff. That whole Dermo brand. That, that professional line. Professional yeah. That are only sold through the esthetician, which really elevates our estheticians, because we actually care just as much about the client as our estheticians. Our labor force is what our business is built on. You should care more about the estheticians. We exactly. do. Exactly. And yeah. we're actually paying them, like, 25% more than the industry average in the city. Um, we're hoping to like really Smart. build a career-oriented labor model. Have you thought about building their brands even though that creates a vulnerability for you? Building the brands that we're working with? No, no. with the estheticians. Oh, um, we've thought a lot about that. We've talked Can to- Can I give you a huge piece of advice? Yeah. You should disproportionately try to make them famous. So we talk a lot about how there are movie stars. You should disproportionately um, try to yeah. make them famous. The number one mistakes that all these companies are making right now in exercise and everything else, yeah. is they're scared to let them build their brands because then they have leverage and then they leave. Mm-hmm. The but num- they don't all leave. Of course right. not. And That's more like, importantly, right. if you're known for building brands, they'll all come to you. Right, right. Yeah. You'll have a pipeline greater than the people that leave. That's so smart. Yep. Like you should almost literally build an internal agency of personal brands for these people. It will become a singular point of leverage for you in your industry. Yeah, I think we're committed to that for sure. We're really excited about hiring our talent. I, I really, really can't stress it enough. Okay, it's helpful to hear. Yeah. The second you, with fifty-nine goddamn Instagram followers, but with press because you've launched, show post three. This is Karen. Here's her story. We love her. Every other industry professional looks at them, and be like, my place would never do that. Right. Right. And they get excited. <laughs> yeah. And then they retain clients also. Yeah, and listen, a bunch will leave and do it personally. I'm just telling you. Mm-hmm. That's firm. Yeah. yeah. Not as much in the net result. Right, exactly. It's the number one mistake that every single professional service like provider kind of like company is making right now. They're trying to put the internet back in the box. I'm trying to make D-Rock the most famous. I turned him into a fucking verb and noun. When I saw him, I was like, is that D-Rock? Yeah. I was like, oh my God, we need a picture with him. So, we still need to get so this is back to like actions over, you know, yeah. you know, words. Yeah. I believe in it the most. Yeah, it's something we're really committed it's to. It's something yeah. not natural to the industry. Yeah. yeah. That's for sure. Salons don't want their people. Like they right, all, right. They, they suppress. Keep them down. Yeah. They suppress. They don't let them like stand into their light. Yeah. You will have disproportionate funnel. Yeah. I, you should, 
I think out of all things, like we're talking here a little bit, the, the one hour and these two things, like look, a young company is about decisions. Yep. It's about decisions. Right. Like when I think about Vayner, it was like making the decision to like make a lot of social media content is why we're sitting here today in the form that we are. Yeah. Right? right? Like deciding that I had to have big time media capabilities when I started to sense any kind of organic reach drop. Like there's decisions. Like hiring only friends at first because I wanted a culture of that. Like these like these meetings, like, you know, there's there's a real reason Phil takes you know two thousand meetings a year. It's because after I was doing them back in the day, a lot of people wanted them all the time and that didn't scale for me. These are important decisions. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to be very thoughtful about what you lean into. Like like for example, if you thought I was right and you do lean into building out them, that takes time and effort. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's strategy. That's you not thinking about you right. or the customer that's talking about the most important asset. But it could become so disruptive, it could be yeah. the game changer. And so defensible against our other competitors in the space. In a way that's funny because you're vulnerable. Right. That's your strength. Yeah, I like that. Why'd you like it so much? Because I think, you know, knowing you, I'm a, it's a little bit of a curveball yeah. for me of what you, like I'm curious myself, what, what, I'm being serious in a real way, right? Yeah. They haven't launched yet. It's, it's, it's physical locations, which I like the practicality of that a lot. I'm a buyer of the payback period. Just curious. Belief that they can pull off a experience Why? that's next level, just interacting with them, Intuitive. spending time with them. Yeah, uh, from what I've learned over the years and I guess pattern matching. Um, the fact that there is white space, they're selling time, and just the brand resonates with me. I just like them as people too. Help. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's just gonna carry through the globe our brand, their dynamic. I think most well, of our investors right now are investing in us because of who we are. Because like we have no revenue to show. We have a deck, <laughs> and we have some ideas. There's only two and things. Of course. Yeah. yeah. you know the first round of capital is always people and idea. Yeah. Without there is nothing else. Yeah. And we think we've been really thoughtful about creating something special and focused on the consumer and what they need right now. Um, and I think that's like a winning strategy, if you ask yeah. me. Yeah. Like the forefront of our minds with every single decision we ask ourselves is this helping her take better care of her skin than she is today? And we like have heard from almost every female we've interacted with that there is something more she could be doing, but she just doesn't know what. And so knowing that that need is there and the fact that we're building to solve that is what kind of really motivates us. What do you think happens in a recession? What's your intuition? Do you have any data on what happened to the space in the 08, 09? I think one of the things that's running through my mind is timing. Yeah. Obviously this is a luxury-ish, I mean 70 bucks, it's, it's a luxury. <clears throat> but I understand the necessity back to dentist versus dry bar, right? Mm-hmm. How much or how little or what do you think happens when the bottom falls out? Yeah, so traditional beauty, so back in like 2008 when like the recession hit, beauty actually like stayed afloat because it was a small little luxury that they could Look, lipstick was lipstick during the Great Depression. That I understand. Right. That's a little bit different than and, what you're talking but about. But I do think that um, we are, because the average is $150 and we're only 70, I think it will still, to some, in some markets, still be considered a more affordable, accessible price point that they can still treat themselves. I think that's right. I mean, I think, I think that's right. I think you could lose a lot of people 
Yep. I think we but would I lose wonder consistency of Kyle. Yeah, I think the question is, can he gain enough from the one fifties that need to go to seventy? Yeah. yeah, I think it's a the demographic we're going after actually helps a little bit. Um, we think that like they are used to seeing that mm-hmm. one fifty, and then they'll come to the seventy, and then. Also Are you be, worried about people valuing something based on price at all? Has that been a discussion? Yeah, we've talked yeah. about that. There's like we're having we, a focus group for pricing actually, yes. just to make sure that we're hitting the like nail on the head with it, um, and just like going through a few scenarios of like how psychologically people are reacting to the $70 price point with the product that we're providing because we're actually providing the value is similar to the 150. It's just we've been able to cut out all the fluff and make it for $70. Have you thought about the basic like retail principle of making it 69 or 79 just because it's, I know, I know, I know. But like, have you thought about that? <laughs> don't be, don't be a dirtbag. You know? Oh, the nine bothers you more than like the silly reference? Oh, I didn't even, I thought those were your laughing Oh at. my God, no! <laughs> 69. <laughs> You never know what that. No, yeah, <laughs> you do never know. You don't like joke. the visual of not. Let me let me like save you a lot of time. Yeah. It makes me, me feel like a dollar store. Respect. We have talked about that. But we've talked, we're like, we would be like seventy. Wait, what would you pay? <laughs> I would tell you what I would pay. I would run Google ads against search queries okay. and run a bunch of testing and Facebook ads. Like do what Tim Ferriss brilliantly did. Four hour work week was a beta test on Google okay. searches. I would run Facebook, Instagram, and Google ads mm-hmm. against pricing of a fake salon landing page and see who signs up for what and why. That's brilliant. I, I think so. And yeah. I think that we live in 2019 and you guys can literally, not yeah. kidding, here's what I would do if I were you. I would create a fake, a fake facial place. I'm deeming this serious. You can call it Gary's if you'd like. You should te- test create some one-off landing pages, run yeah. ads against certain demos and income levels, see what people react to, get their email, right? Yeah. And then send a surprise gift to everybody as like an announcement for what you're launching. Okay. Seven weeks ago you filmed out, you know, like, you know what I mean? That's yeah. amazing. So, that'd be fun. You're surprising, delighting them. Yeah. You're getting information. Win, 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 win. Yeah. And for like 500 bucks of Instagram and Facebook ads, you're getting a real meaningful read. Yeah. That's so smart. Okay. Yeah. Consider it done. It's helpful. Let me know how it went. We will. We will, because you're going to see it. It's Carrie's facial spa launching in New York. <laughs> uh, anything else I can answer for you? Um, so many things. What do you think? What do you think of the rest of this business? I th- I'm very obsessed with the time-saving thing. Okay. It's my number one thesis. I think that I think I think you're in the branding business. I think that if you're right, you're going to have a lot of fast followers yep. and a lot of people adjusting, and then that goes away. So I think you're in the branding business. Yeah, I really do. On that note, which is why I'm so disproportionately excited about you building up. The, how, what are they called again? I apologize. Uh, estheticians. I think the esthetician thing's exciting to me because building a brand that you're pro that is going to be a leverage point over time. Yeah. yeah. Like tomorrow, if I have four facial places in Long Island mm-hmm. and you're getting real traction and I'm like fuck and like and obviously there's things in process that allows you to do in 30 it's 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 something that will be moved if you're right it gets moved on pretty quickly yeah it's true and i think like building out brand and being loud and proud is important yeah yeah when so like similar to that 
when you think about our marketing and kind of what you've heard a little bit, what's sort of your reaction to that of like really focusing on like earned media and like focusing on our product in the beginning versus running billboards and Facebook ads for our brand people don't know yet? I would do what you're doing. I'd probably layer influencer marketing on top. Okay. Yeah. No yeah. billboard, no Facebook. Yeah. But I would do influencer marketing. Okay. Yep. I would also call in favors. With yeah. on it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you like find out the most fabulous girls you have in your Rolodex, at the school with, friends, homies. It's ourselves. Respect, but <laughs> that's only two. And so like, I really do think more friends and family up front, yeah. but like friends and family with like a requirement of like, that's nice, we're giving it to you. We're not, not giving it to you unless you post it on your Instagram. Right, yeah. of course, and yeah. that will create organic growth. Yeah, I think you manipulate the organic growth a little bit up front through influencers that you pay. And listen, you know what I don't like about the startup community yet? Like, not yet, like in its current form, it's not desperate enough. Yeah. I'm, complete, no one's hustling. I'm so much money behind them. completely out of control on this direct-to-consumer wine brand I launched. I'm hustling and grinding and being so ghetto and I have all <laughs> the leverage and money. Yeah. yeah. And I'm still doing it because it's my natural state. It's a new baby. Like, this is where you like swallow pride yeah. and like email some girl that like didn't say something nice about you but doesn't know that you'd know and still ask her to do it because it's good for your fucking business. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely are going to get scrappy. Do you understand and that? And I know that mm-hmm. they're going to do that and that's another reason they're here. I felt that. I actually want to show you. Your part was done better. <laughs> I want to show you. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it. But I highly, I highly, I highly, I highly you recommend. You said you were allowed to talk. You were asked the question. And you're not going to ride on this way. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find this fast enough. But we have like a great campaign. It's super scrappy for like telephone poles, like scratching your guerrilla marketing campaign itch that you've had your whole life. Um, versus, versus, yes, Tyler. I gotta go? Yeah. Cool. Versus um, influencer fucking marketing and like most fab girls you know call in favors, yeah. be annoying. Yeah. Okay, be annoying. Be annoying, like listen, the cool thing is it's like me when I'm gonna be annoying when the actual rosé comes out. I'm gonna be annoying to tell people I wanna send them a bottle of rosé to take a picture and put on Instagram but they can drink it. Like being annoying again, like, like and you need a mix, right? You you need Instagram gal that's got a big following. That's with, but like you know, like somebody you were friends with at like fancy like you know consulting firm who's got seventeen hundred, but she's Alpha Scarsdale matters too. Yeah, yeah. High yeah. low. Yeah, yeah, for sure. High low. High low. High low. <laughs> we're talking about earlier. Thank Thanks, you. Guys. Really appreciate Real it. Real pleasure. So great meeting you. Can we get one pick with you? You sure can. Just so like Just one. we have proof. Because <laughs> I feel like our family thinks we're lying. Hey, I'm Phil Toronto. I'm SVP of Special Projects with Gary. We just wrapped our meeting with Rachel and Neha of Globar. If you want to follow along in their opening journey, you can follow them on Instagram at Globar or sign up for their newsletter at getglobar.com.